Sup, cucks? You can now support this show on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin, and for as little as $1 a month, you can help make this show be the biggest, baddest, bestest beta show it can be. So go on over there, cucks. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. From Easy A to Zombie Land Z, this is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer. Exactly that. Couldn't see it. I was doing some fun hand waving moments. I am your host, TV's Kevin Lanigan. And no, it's not a sex thing. I don't even know what sex is. Mmm, how you doing, cucks? Uh, you may have heard the the Patreon ad at the top of the show where I opened it with, um, Sup Cucks, which if you are a friend that has been playing online video games with me like Overwatch, uh, you will know that that has sort of ostensibly become my new catchphrase, and I'm getting some minor to major amount of kickback on it. Like my friend Jacob Kelleher, who you've heard on the show several times and that I do Total Party Chaos with every week, um, is not reacting so well to my incorporating sup cucks as my new um, sort of entrance and exit catchphrase. But what I, I no, I, I don't need anyone's approval. I have never needed anybody's approval or I wouldn't be doing this show right now. I don't need Emma Stone's approval. I just need her ears. Like that scene in Robin Hood, Men in Tights, where he's like, lend me your ears, and they throw them. Ah, like, that's all I need from Emma Stone, is just be walking down the walking down the road and sort of get a drive-by stoning, but with ears, as opposed to the historical context of a drive-by stoning, where upon a chariot, you would drive by as sort of um, an infidel or a Pharisee or um, someone that has violated the code of our Lord God, and you would pelt them with a rock, but no, I just need, and you would pelt them with a stone, but no, I just need a stone to pelt me. In case it is not shockingly obvious to you, this is one of those days where I woke up and I took my head off that pillow, but my brain stayed right there. I It was like Velcroed to the pillow and I sat up, but the brain is stuck right there. Like I'm, like I'm a great illusionist, one of the world's foremost illusionists. Wow, this man moved and his brain is still on the pillow. Except it's not an illusion, it's actually happening to me. Oh, crikey. Um, I wish the pillow would just, instead of my brain being stuck to the pillow, I wish the pillow was stuck to my brain, and I was just walking around with a pillow all day. So I could have like, mmm, a nice comfy subway ride. And then someone would be like, hey, can I get in edgewise on that pillow? And I'd be like, sure, dog. And I'd slide over on my pillow. And then they'd come over and we'd have some pillow talk. Uh, And that is how a great relationship would be formed. As um, I am sure a hundred different short films from the NYU film program have produced. Uh, Did I do the Emma Stone update? Fuck me. Well, no, obviously Emma Stone has not contacted me. And um, God, I wish that thoughts would come out of my brain in the way that they are supposed to. My brain is sort of clogged, much like the current New York City subway system. Hi-yo! Um, I, my brain is, is, is stuffed and, and no thoughts will permeate the, the dense iron curtain 
that sits between the Churchill of my good thoughts and the Russia of my bad thoughts, uh, which is kind of great because, as we all know and have commonly accepted, um, men think about sex every 10 seconds, which has not been a problem for me today. Um, because, yeah, you know, that, that thing that everybody believes that men think about sex every 10 seconds, even though that is quite literally impossible. Um, you know, there are all those times where you're like, you're driving along, you're driving down the street, and then every 10 seconds you start thinking about a boob and you crash your car. It's a hellscape being a man. It's really like, uh, you ever noticed how if you're in court and you see a lawyer doing their law business, how they'll take a pause every nine seconds. That's because they've stopped thinking about statutes and precedent, and they started thinking about the titties. This, that's what they do. Oh my god! Or like when that's why surgery takes so long. Sometimes you're like, "Wow, that guy's gonna be in surgery for twenty hours. How's that gonna work?" And it would actually be like one tenth less than that. But the doctors just think about sex every ten seconds, and that can't happen when you got a heart in your hands. That can't happen when you're taking a brain out of man's skull. That ain't the way it's supposed to work. I feel like my, my major motor functions are not functioning as motorically as I would like them to be. Um, the the crew of tiny people that live inside my brain, Meet Dave style, um, they're, yeah, they're all asleep at the fucking wheel today, man. All the Power Rangers inside the Megazord, that is me. I uh, just really took a lunch break all day, and it is... <laughs> most frustrating for someone that I don't know had a job interview today and had things they wanted to take care of today nope not happening I'm just a useless meat Dave um M-E-A-T Dave I am just a Dave made out of meat and there's a tiny version of me and like a tiny cast of cult alternative comedians just running around up in my brain space one of those in charge of my talking, and one of those in charge of my moving, and one of them in charge of my farts and stuff. And I bet the fart one's like a fat guy. I bet I got like a Josh Gad running around in there just talking about farts. And and then he goes over to the, the one that runs my sex drive. A guy that only has to work one out of every ten seconds, which sounds really nice. Um, yeah, here's something, lady, <laughs> all my ladies out there don't know about men um is that when we are engaging in sex which again i i've never i've never even heard of it i don't know what it is when we're engaging in sex um nine of those 10 seconds nine of any given 10 seconds we're not thinking about the sex we're actively having we're thinking about baseball scores and laundry scores that we gotta do and and you know you gotta get a 10 out of 10 on that laundry and uh, we're not actually thinking about sex. That's why we're so bad at catering to your needs and making you feel um, like an important woman. We're not listening to your body because we're too busy listening to the radio that's playing in the background. But every once every 10 seconds, we can get it right. God, kill me. Let's go to letters. Welcome to Letters. Today's letter comes to us from Lake, last name withheld. Thank you, Lake. Um, I have not read this email before reading it out loud, because fuck it. So if you would like to have a letter that I will react to in the spur of the moment on the show, write into canwegetthispod at gmail.com. Lake, 
last name withheld, writes, Hello, Lake, last name withheld, here, big fan of your work. Have you considered blackmailing Emma Stone into listening to your podcast? I think this will be the fastest and most effective way to get her to tune in. Just say you have some photos of her that you're sure she wouldn't want the public to see. I know you've stated time and again this isn't a sex thing, but you might have to play that angle to get her to budge. Or not! I don't know why he turned into a Muppet there. Whether it's a pic of her banging your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man or a snap of her from an awkward buck tooth, baby fat, brace face, preteen years. I'm about 79% sure. Oh, that's 10% too many, bud. You were almost at the good number. I'm about 79% sure blackmail is the tool in your toolbox to get your mission accomplished. With no shame or dignity whatsoever, Lake. P.S. With no shame or dignity whatsoever, Lake. Thank you, Lake. P.S. Oh, he... He keeps going on. Don't interrupt me, email. P.S. If all else fails, threaten to send nudes. That's how I got a wife. My wife. Um, yeah, that all sounds great. Because what I needed in this incredibly actionable position that I'm already in of doing a podcast about one specific person and then endeavor to get them to listen to it, what I needed was <laughs> illegal dealings to come into play. What I needed when I was trying to lure in the co-star of a spider-man film was to start behaving like a spider-man villain like that famous arc where mysterio threatened to send gwen stacy nudes or doc octopus threatened to i mean you're like puss is in the name you can you can do it you can i i'm gonna let you the audience sort of mad libs that shit together and i think you i think you'll get it um hey remember remember the Peter Porker, the spider ham? Of course you do. It's the pig version of Spider-Man from an alternate Spider-Verse where um, he was a pig and his name was Peter Porker, the spectacular spider ham. And of course, um, when you have that character, you you also have to do sort of the requisite spinoffs of all of the other um, major players in the Spider-Verse. You've got to have like a J. Jonah, J. J Jackrabbit, some stuff like that. Um, you gotta have that. You gotta have, oops. You gotta do like Mary, uh, Jackrabbit, Watson. A lot of Jackrabbits in the Porkerverse. But anyway, uh, what, you gotta take a look at your Spider-Man villains and sort of metaphorphose them to fit your grim needs because you gotta metamorphose them to fit your grim needs. Um, so, of course, the popular Spider-Man villain group, the Sinister Six, will also get the animal treatment. Um, and allow me to show you how Marvel sort of snatched defeat from the jaws of victory here. Um, I have pulled up a picture of the Sinister Six, um, which I'm sure has... Yeah, it's the Swinister Sticks in this version. Um, so you got the Green Goblin, and is so, they are sort of like a, like a hawk, a mean bird... Uh, perhaps a vulture, a carry-on bird of sorts, that's good. Uh, Sandman has become a sort of sand crocodile, that's sort of a common Pokemon thing, I like what you did there. Uh, the aforementioned Mysterio has become an ape of sorts, Electro is a snake, uh, sure. And then you've got, um, the vulture, which is of course a, a bat. And, um, again, you were so close, you kinda had it, it was all, it was all worked out for you. It was right. It was there was money on the table, uh, and of course the leader is um, Doctor Octopus, uh, who is a cat. So okay, puss, puss, 
But again, you were you <laughs> so close. It was right there. It was, it's like the it's like a scene in fucking Austin Powers where he has eighteen in blackjack and he decides to hit. And Marvel's like, I too like to live dangerously. And they made Doctor Octopus a cat. I fucking let's go to the main segment. This has been letters. Michael McClure, welcome to the Stone Zone. You know what, Kevin? I'm really glad to be here. I'll begin this interview as I like to begin um, every interview we do on the show. What is your relationship, if any, to famed American actress Emma Stone? You know, Emma and I um, really forged our relationship uh, during Easy A. Are you familiar? Oh, I, that's my favorite of, of her films. I've watched it at least 10 times. Well, you know, I was actually at opening night of Easy A. Mm. Yeah, I am... Um, I snuck into uh, my neighbor's house and, um, well, opening that on DVD, that is, stuck in my neighbor's house. Ah. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, easy A. And I snuck in and I and I watched it. You sort of, you were walking by your neighbor's house and you saw that they had, perhaps they were on the DVD menu of easy A. And first you were peering through the bushes and you said, oh, well, I can't. I mean, the cinematography is so important, I can't let the bushes get in my way, so you moved yourself up to the window, and then you're like, dang it, I can't hear it. The sound mix is so important to EZA, so you just let yourself on in to have the full the full cinematic experience. Exactly. You know, I, I really am a, um, a fan of, of the craft itself of movie making, and it would have been a disservice to, yeah, watch it from the bushes where... One, the sound wasn't great, despite my, uh, you know, I bugged the place, of course, but I didn't have access to that audio file till later. Normally when I'm watching films from outside of apartments, I have sort of like a glass pressed up against the wall and I'm listening that way. But yeah, yours sounds uh, like a 21st century sort of eavesdropping. Oh, interesting. So like, would that be like the um, advanced iteration of the two cans on a string or? Uh, no, I, I can also run that setup, but that requires like an open window. I sort of, I'll press like a like a rudimentary whiskey glass up against the wall. Gotcha. Uh, just to get, a, to get a vague idea. You can't really make out words, but you can make out like tense and volume, uh, which can tell you all you need to know about your parents' divorce. Oh, definitely. And I guess the uh, silly me, the two can system, while effective, does require a second consenting party, which could be exactly a holdup. Of course, you know all that. Like a much like a vampire, the the two tin can system does require um, consent to enter a building. So you've been following Emma's career for a long time. What are you bringing to the table here? vis-a-vis me getting Emma Stone to listen to this podcast. Kevin, I'm glad you asked. I have been thinking about it a lot and doing some research on ways to get attention um, from a certain person to enact change. And actually, recently I read uh, Gandhi's biography. You may have heard of Gandhi? Uh, Loosely familiar. I have um, lost to him many times in the video game Civilization Uh, 3. Ah, yes. You're telling me he was real. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I I thought it was weird that they incorporated the Ben Kingsley character from just like a movie called Gandhi into a video game. I thought that was a weird promotional tie-in that's been going on for like a decade now, but you're you're telling me that was a real man. You know what? It was, and I, I made the same mistake as well. Is that what that song is about? I want Gandhi? And I was thinking very possibly about, you know, just kind of like a, 
not a hunger strike is a little too you know morose and a little too scary but i was thinking maybe a dinner strike so like a like a naughty child sent away with no dinner i would attract emma stone's attention by foregoing the third meal of the day every day the least important one. Oh yeah exactly well but but then with dinner comes dessert which i would incorporate that in the hunger strike so that would be kind of you know oh, add some no gravitas dessert. to the um situation yeah. yeah so i was thinking if i i could really you know add awareness to the podcast by for going dinner which would really really be inconvenient you maybe you you're you're right on top of something but it worked with gandhi in the uh fighting of the british and i thought that it might be applicable to your podcast which has slightly smaller stakes but still noteworthy and important and i would like to get the word out and hopefully emma would be so touched and um horrified by my sacrifice that she would be um compelled to come on the podcast oh okay so you're doing this and not me Oh, wow. You know, I was thinking maybe something we could do together. (laughs) Oh, okay. In solidarity, the two of us, separated by a time zone, would indeed um, engage in a mutual dinner strike. Exactly. Until Mm. we we got Emma's attention through our slight weight loss. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, like, the bigger we can get this group, the better. And I think two um, is a bigger number than one, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Over three times as much, correct? Now... We live in a we are we are both millennials, um, and we we live in a generation that loves to sort of mix and match words and make all sorts of weird terms. You know, you got doggos and puppers and all that, um, and we love to combine our meals. You've got breakfast and lunch. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called brunch. Oh, I've heard. There is sort of a new concept where you combine lunch and dinner. And you call it liner, and an even an even newer. I mean, I think this came out in like the last week, where you combine dinner and breakfast, and it's called deckfast, oh, um, which is traditionally had in a gutter with a bottle of whiskey in one hand and a plate of eggs and chili in the other. Oh wow, um, I'm really intrigued by both. Do you know if there's any good drink deals that come with liner? Uh, it sounds like a good thing for young folks, you know, who are young professionals and out in the world. Uh, you can only get the good drink deals at those sort of all all night. Uh, diner liquor stores uh, where there's a fry chef uh, sort of in one corner cooking up whatever gross diner food you want to eat at like three in the morning. And then there's another guy um, who is operating a liquor store at three in the morning and he has seen some shit. I can imagine that. So it's not really the, you know, get dressed up and sit down on a patio with other uh, stockbrokers and... uh, Absolutely not. In in the same way that, like, showing up to brunch in in cargo shorts and flip-flops is a little bit gauche, a little bit, like, frowned upon, Mm -hmm. um, showing up to Deckfist in anything that is not, like, paint or food-stained pajama pants is really, like, a a no-no. That's a faux pas. Okay. I think I might have heard about this. They were doing Deckfist where you could um, sign up for an advance, then drink all night, and then show up, pass out uh, near the restaurant, and they would drag you inside and uh, stick a feeding tube down your throat if you were, had drinking too much that night. Am I mixing things up? or No. Well, that was, at, that was at one particular bed and breakfast. Yeah. I mean, it was unorthodox, but I mean, very efficient. You know, wake up. I always want to um, try to eat before I go to sleep after drinking all night, and uh, it seems like that's just just a wildly efficient way to do it. Absolutely. They are just mashing it all together uh, for the low, low price of $25 for the entire night, which I think is kind of a steal. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, plus tip, but still, I mean, you're looking at, say, 32, including tax and tip, um, which they, which I assume they can just take out of your wallet for you. You know, I mean, that's, that's the rudimentary price of merely entering a club. And for that, you can, again, dine out in a liquor store. 
Kevin, can I ask what other initiatives you have going on with the um, platform and the podcast and your uh, initiative? Uh, you know, we've done uh, skywriting. Interesting. I, I really like the skywriting initiative. Um, any particular mm. messages that you wanted to, or like how, what, what kind of verbiage do you use exactly? You know, I got to say, didn't get that far. Just okay. kind of looked at it as an option, but never really, never really paid off that. I'm glad we're really circling back around to this topic in much the same way that a plane would circle back around on itself. It was, if it was forming in the sky, say an O or a zero. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like if I was going to pay for a, a, a plane to like write my phone number in the sky, which has multiple zeros in it. Yeah, or or an or an eight that was folded in on itself. So mm, which yeah. is, which would be four circles, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, or an eight that had sort of like the wind had blown it into one sort of collected circle, which yeah. is not ideal. But you get some really great skywriting discounts on windy days. Like you get it's a re, it's a steal. It's a bargain. Kind of like uh, like drunk handwriting. Going back to the liner, actually, but yeah. So it's so it's a little not very legible, but you know you really look hard at it then you can see someone was trying to say something and i am not made of money i am not um emma stone with with her her huge movie star paychecks i am me with my minuscule 7-eleven paychecks totally and i think let me tell you those weekly paychecks um are not 700 dollars and 11 other dollars you know what i'm saying oh yeah because i could afford that skywriting a pretty quick on that salary Ching, ching, ching. So no, that is that is the problem. Um, do you have any good possibilities for what I might write in the sky? Um, if, if a sort of windfall of cash fell upon me? I kind of think that a good way to get someone's attention is to say the reverse is what you want. So maybe something like, hey, Emma Stone, you're banned from my podcast forever. Oh, and that's like a challenge. She's, that's going to make her want to listen to it all the more. Exactly, exactly. Maybe... Mm. Um, Throwing like a mean word like loser, like you know, just to really get her attention. Uh, nerd, nerd, stupid. Like, and uh, then like I have the plane like make an asterisk and then write wedgie and then another asterisk. Uh, sort of like when you're talking about miming something out online, and then she's gonna be like, "Oh man, that Skywright gave me a wedgie." Exactly, exactly. And then once she gets attracted by the wedgie, then you can have a second plane come. Of course, this is if you pick up some extra shifts. Um, have a second plane come with. And do the uh, smoke for the entire HTTPS backslash semicolon www dot and then the podcast website. Writing so. out like the SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, that's sort of, yeah, that, that involves two sort of planes. Do you think we could, because that, that URL would cost me a pretty penny. You pay by the letter uh, when it comes to skywriting or skytyping. So, um, yeah. Uh, could we perhaps do a sort of good cop, bad cop with dual skywriting planes interesting um you know i haven't seen it done since god i don't know 85 but it can be done um it's a it's a rare tactic because again i will i will kind of throw my whole life savings at this one endeavor this is kind of a a a ditch it all throw caution to the wind sort of maneuver here but that's how you get you know in this in this workaday world of youtube and and podcasts where anybody who has the desire can make anything for zero money the market is so saturated you really got to do something crazy to stand out and and what is crazier than hiring two skywriters um who can sort of post opposing opinions in the sky and maybe Mm. shoot at each other a little bit i'm not in charge of them fancy very fancy have sort of a dog fight i like that so but i have to ask kevin 
Are you prepared for the possible elation followed by uh, come down of actually getting him on the podcast? Are you are you prepared for what it's going to be like to achieve your life's um, goal and then have to go on living the rest of your life? Right. When Alexander looked upon his kingdom, he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. Exactly. Um, I don't know if I could ever be emotional because, you know, in your life, you're like, oh, I know what it'll be like when I like meet the woman of my dreams or when I get my dream job. Um, But you can never really be emotionally prepared for those kinds of situations, you know, like um, I was preparing for my parents' divorce for years and then it happened and then I did not react in the way I was expecting. I was so happy. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it was great. I wish they had done it sooner. Maybe this is something that you can tie into Emma Stone and getting on the podcast, you know, and really uh, kind of grab her attention. Maybe it's something she can relate to. Are you saying I should break up her parents? That's exactly what I'm saying, Kevin. In sort of an anti-parent trap sort of situation? Because I do, I do have a twin. I have a British twin, um, and he loves Oreos and peanut butter. And I think I could get him to go along with, with sort of an anti-parent trap. Yeah, I think that'd be very interesting, you know, just kind of break up his parent, uh, her parents, and then at the end of the movie, just kind of pop out and explain what just happened, almost like a parent trap meets punked, and then she'd be so overcome with emotion, she'd be like, all right, I'll be on the podcast. I, it's been a bit since they, I've seen the parent trap. Let's say the parent trap ends with a wedding, like the parents got back together, it ends with a wedding. Um, if we have sort of a big public um, divorce in a church, instead of like, the the bridal march or whatever um i could just play my podcast over the loudspeakers oh wow that'd be could sort of hook that up to the organ and just have that come out while the while the bride is walking away from the altar interesting and then you could have the planes fly overhead and um you know with the smoke in cases i know a lot of times you have to buy the planes not on one package but on two or three so you can kind of use the second and third ones on the parent trap wedding scene and that'd be great actually also because i think Lindsay lohan um wouldn't be able to make an appearance in the sequel due to her, you know, recent issues. Mm, yeah, I mean, the the last time I saw Lindsay Lohan, she was starring in a movie opposite a male porn star, so she's seen better days, but that being said, we might be able to get her for, like, super cheap. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's flying the plane. Or maybe dangling from the plane, you know, waving. Ooh, that's some. Or, like, dancing on top of it, like one of those old lady performers. Hey, what was the, pe- what was the appeal of that? In, like... In a time period before you were able to, like, stream live television from a plane in the sky, what was the appeal of those ladies dancing on top of... You couldn't see them. Yeah. I guess you just had to take people's word for it when you said I was one of the ladies that dances on the plane because, I don't know, people wouldn't really be able to tell. You just mess up your hair, walk into a bar, and say, hey, I was on a plane, and there's really no way for anybody to tell unless you call them a liar. That was the 20s to the 50s, so that was before lying was even invented. It's true. Um, as we all know, lying was invented in the year 2011 with the release of the film The Invention of Lying. I forgot about that. That's yeah. very, very true. I was wondering why my grandfather was so honest because he never saw the movie. Yeah, he never saw – I mean, you know, what what old person bothers to see new movies? Um, he he. So whatever your grandpa said, he was being truthful because he didn't understand what a lie was. Powerful generation. to The, the great generation, some might say. I would say the greatest. So I like this um, sort of very hungry divorce wedding we've cooked up where Lindsay Lohan is sort of dangling from a skywriting plane. Oh, Christ. 
We barely made it through this one, eh, gang? Queen. <laughs> it's been a real rough go of it for a little while. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, comment, all that good shit. Share the show with your friends. Um, you, the best way you can help out this show uh, is to throw up them five stars, that five-star review. Um, that's how the iTunes algorithm works. It, it adds on the reviews, and that's that's how people find us. You are already listening to it on the place where you need to write the review. So just hop on over to the page, throw up that review, uh, and if you can't think of what to say, here, let, let my addled brain attempt to help you. Sup, cucks. That's the name of your review. Sup, cucks. And that, th that's also in the body text. Um, this is the perfect show for beta cucks and alpha males alike. Just like that f animated kids wolf film Alpha and Omega. Get get all, all you gamma cucks, you gamma irradiated cucks will love this show. Uh, listen to it today. So that's just right that word for word and you'll be good to go you'll be good to go um you can follow the show on twitter at can we get this pod you can send all of your listener mail to can we get this pod at gmail.com you can follow me tv's kevin lanigan uh the alpha cuck on uh twitter and instagram at tv's kevin lanigan you can find my other podcast the pup and publishing podcast wherever podcasts are sold for free you can check out my web series doomed to you on youtube.com again for free you don't have to pay for anything of mine, but you can if you'd like to by going to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin. Any amount helps. You can unlock great uh, donor packages. I do a monthly Q&A. I do all sorts of surveys and stuff over there. Uh, so check out that website if you please. This is the end of the show. Thank God. Uh, so until next time, I will leave you this week as I leave you every week. I dreamed a dream in time gone by When Emma Stone was kind and life worth living I dreamed that you would give me five Stars in your iTunes review I had a dream that Emma Stone We'll listen to the part I'm living. So, so the same now from what it's been. I had a dream. I dreamed. So you have that now.
This has been a Talk Back Podcast. Sup, cucks? You can now support this show on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash TV's Kevin, and for as little as $1 a month, you can help make this show be the biggest, baddest, bestest beta show it can be. So go on over there, cucks. Patreon.com slash TV's Kevin.